Hey everybody and welcome to uh, James A. Willis Reads Prep for a Journal. We have a, a fun a fun episode uh, coming up today with my friend Judy Blank who's come all the way from Utrecht. She'll tell you more about that later. And um, this is our very first sponsored podcast sponsored by my friends over at uh, Tyler Amps. And uh, if you've listened to my podcast before or you've visited my studio, you know I'm a big old fan of the Tyler Amp JT14. But anyway, uh, hey, I'm going to get the word girl to uh, give you a little details about Tyler Amps real quick here. Founded by a father and son with a passion for tone and durability, Tyler Amps are not only built to be the best sounding amps of their kind, but also to last a lifetime. The company stands behind their craftsmanship and they're willing to tackle custom designs, anything that you're interested in. Woo, thanks, word girl. Woo-hoo-hoo. All right. Okay, so everybody, we've, uh, we, we, <laughs> with this uh, podcast, we're going to talk about issue number 30 a little bit of Fretboard Journal. And I'm going to talk about that with my good friend, uh, Judy Blank. So, hey, Judy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, James. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Now, this is round two of the podcast for us. Round one, we'll put some outtakes because nobody will believe the storm that, it that was, rolled through. It was interesting. It was. <laughs> yeah. Interesting Just, Nashville weather. Yeah. We have two skylights here, so there's no getting away from the the rain when it comes rolling in. And so, the rain keeps there coming. There you go. <laughs> Shout out to Wood Brothers. So, Judy, I'm going to, I don't know, I know that a lot of people in Nashville know who you are now, and I know a lot of folks, it looks like a crazy amount of folks know who you are in your home hometown, but uh, tell my listeners where the heck that is. Yeah. <laughs> So you've probably heard of Amsterdam, right? The tulips, the wooden shoes, yep, yep. the windmills, yeah, and, the canals, uh, and the, weed. the weed. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I am. I live in a city about thirty minutes from Amsterdam. It's called Utrecht. It's one of the most central cities in the country of the Netherlands, also known as Holland. Um, and I'm a big, big fan of the United States and the South in particular. Yeah. So. I come down here quite a bit. I, I don't know if you heard of that, Judy, but I'm hearing fireworks now instead of thunder. Did you I just thought hear? it was bombs. Yeah, no, it's it's. We got the it's July third. We're taking Judy to uh, party with us over at uh, Chris Cobb's house today. Chris Cobb owns is one of the owners of Maritime Music Works. I'm very yeah. excited. Yeah, so it'll be fun. So you're gonna get a, a dose of uh, Yankeedom today uh, oh yeah yeah well you know so. I, I probably never told you this but i'm originally a country girl myself I, I don't know if you did tell me that well i grew up on the countryside next to a river with lots of land and property and we had horses and chickens and I, that makes total sense to me actually Does yeah, it? yeah yeah you seem like a country girl so <laughs> and that's probably why nashville's embraced you so yeah yeah they sense that you know do you think so oh yeah totally yeah totally so I, I know I met, I met you about a year ago. We've talked about this all before, but you know that's let's pretend that that's, never happened. That's become a tradition with my podcast. There's always an out, you know. We try and fail, and then we do it again. But luckily, it's mostly my friends that come to the podcast, so everybody's cool. All good. Yeah. So, so uh, I met you about a year ago, I guess. And you were here doing your album at Southern Ground. 
Yes. And you wound up over here. I so, did. Yeah. I was curious and I shot you a message. Yeah. Dear Mr. James Willis, can I see your workspace because I'm super interested. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that was funny. And then, I, and then I know you showed up over here with Rebecca Wood and, and like I think, you know, we talked about earlier, uh, I just assumed that Rebecca had talked to you about me, but apparently you'd seen my work there or something. Yes. I just, I think I, I discovered you when I read about the studio or when, no, this is how I discovered you. Um, Oliver Wood introduced me to Southern Ground. Right, right. And um, then Rebecca Wood gave me the full tour of the studio. Right. And that's where I saw all your art. Right, right. And after that, I, because I loved it, I loved all the guitar cases and I was like, Captivated by the the thing you made between the oh, control the diorama. the diorama you made between the control room and mm-hmm. the recording and Studio A, and I just thought that was the coolest thing, and I was super in, well, kind of intrigued by what kind of person you would be, mm-hmm. and uh, by what your space would look like. So I hit you up, and I'm glad I did because I don't think I would have been here if I hadn't. Oh I don't, well, I I don't know about that, but I mean, it, 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 I'm glad you came over too. It was a fun day. And uh, I think it's um, it's funny that you that you like the diorama because that, to me that that's now this that's the first craziest thing I've ever tried to make. The second craziest thing I've ever tried to make was Oliver Wood's new video with the puppets. <laughs> with the puppets. <laughs> yeah, that that's so those two things that were. It's funny that they're connected in, in that way though. Yeah, another firework just went off. Now Winnie's in here and right at your feet, and she's been enjoying some music, but. She does not like thunder, and I, I think fireworks are second, right up there, second to them. So for all the listeners, we we drugged her too. Yeah, she's so. got some. She's taken some uh, some of her new puppy, puppy tranquilizers. Tra- puppy tranquilizer. So she's pretty chill. She's pretty chill. <laughs> now, did, were you were you happy? With, you I know you were happy with the results, and I've heard the results of that recording session over there, and that was. It was a, uh, Southern Ground's a pretty neat place. Those oh guys are pretty gosh. cool over there. Yeah, recording there has been the most fun thing I ever did with music, I think. Like, yeah. even more fun than certain gigs I did. Because, to me, this was the first time I made a record, like, kind of on my own terms. Because I, I came here alone without my own band. Um, and that's the beautiful thing about all the people that are, like, that work, the musicians that are connected to that studio. They're such incredibly talented musicians. You can just tell them anything and they will play it. Yeah. Um, and I just played them my songs, my demos, like my attic demos that I'd recorded on GarageBand on my phone. And they just played on it. Yeah. And to me, that was like magic. Yeah. Like to hear my songs come alive and then later do some overdubs and coloring it in. But the base of that whole record it was live. Well, you know, Zach. It's you know, Zach Brown is a friend of mine, and and it doesn't surprise me that you say that because it's the way Zach does everything. The studio has everything you need to do the best job you can do, and then he sticks the best people you can find inside the studio, and that's that's his mo. He does that with a lot of things. He's a he he's he's a neat guy. He raises a bar with everything he touches he doesn't he, he's not half in on anything no and so. i really like that and that's exactly the got the vibe i got when i came to that studio and that was my spirit you know creating that and i, I was lucky because the 
Well, the kind of the house engineer at the time, Chris Taylor, he really took things to another level because he could have just pressed the button and have me yeah. record the songs the way I planned to to record them, just acoustic and have Ethan Ballinger and Smith Curry play some multi-instrumentalist magic on there. Right. Uh, but he heard the songs and he said, nah, we're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you need more people on this. We're going to yeah. we're gonna make a record. And he, he helped me out with that, got the people and uh, put so much time and effort and dedication into that album. We both did, and that's what made it really special. And, and I think he probably said... You're, you need more people, not because you need more people when you play, because I love listening to you just sit down with a guitar and play, but I think he sensed that the songs were really special, and they were something special, and so he wanted to help you take it to the next level, you know, because they really are. And Monica, you know, Monica the Word Girl, who just did our Tyler Amps <laughs> ad. Pep talk. Pep talk for us, <laughs> which... Is totally unnecessary around here because it's, it's funny. Look, you know, Tyler Amps. I mean, I got yeah, one. I know you did. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, man, I lost my train of thought. Um, I really did. I totally lost my train. Well, I mean, no, I know what it was. I, I thought of Monica because she wanted me to mention. I think one of the things that she finds fascinating about you is that is that your writing is so. Um, well done and it's so interesting and so thought out and 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 it's your second language so you're writing you're writing in english and it's not your first language and the idea that you're able to communicate some some of those subtleties i'm pretty sure i just heard monica from the other room say a word to me <laughs> you got to come closer baby um but yeah that's really cool so how did let, let me i'm gonna kind of jump back we're gonna talk about issue number 30 a fretboard journal and this is going to lead into that because i'm curious as somebody growing up where you grew up like what was your experience with american music and how did you find yourself digging you know americana and this sort of country vibe i mean is there a scene for that over there well it's growing so right now it's it's booming actually um and there are a lot of nashville artists traveling europe right now um which i think is an awesome thing because lots of them pass through utrecht and play my favorite venues right um so i get to be inspired over there too like the first week i was here jason isbel played like the main venue in my hometown so it was kind of sad to that, miss that yeah that is yeah <laughs> um but there's a lot of great stuff going on here um but I don't know. I didn't really make country music or well, I don't I still don't think I make country music, but I do yeah, love Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I love Americana and all the western elements and I I discovered that when I was in Louisiana in 2015 um and I was here for 2 months and I taught folk music at uh at a, me that? an yeah. elementary school in Welsh like it shithole town in in southwest louisiana (laughs) sorry um but yeah i made some friends in in louisiana and um i was still studying music education at the time and i really wanted to escape the netherlands for a while because i was super uninspired and i'd made a record but honestly they were just all the songs i'd written so far um i played the piano it was a piano record 
And then I came to Louisiana and I traveled to New Orleans, to Lafayette, Baton Rouge, and I saw live music everywhere. It was on that trip that I saw the Wood Brothers for the first time. at the Acadiana Center of the Arts in in Lafayette. It was a funny venue. Um, but I'd been listening to them, and I got so inspired through that. And I got, an, got myself an internship at that elementary school where the music teacher, I was kind of helping her out a little bit, but also observing. Uh-huh. And she introduced me to all this beautiful folk and Americana music yeah. that the kids would sing. Um and all of a sudden, I realized that the the songs I was singing with these kids were also covered by great artists mm-hmm. that I listened to, like Bob Dylan and, and the Wood Brothers, mm-hmm. because they do their own renditions of Little Liza Jane. Yeah. I was singing that with the kids. And all of a sudden, I realized that music didn't have to be complicated as long as it was from the heart. Yeah. So I Three chords in the truth. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. I started listening to more of that music, and Spotify was a great helper in that because my Discover Weekly all of a sudden became this Americana right. galore. It was beautiful. Um, so I discovered a bunch of new artists, and and during that trip, I just picked up a guitar because there was no piano around. And I felt it to be so much more earthly. I don't know if, if that makes sense, but... I felt more grounded when I had a guitar. I could all of a sudden move around while being on stage. Yeah. And it's fu- it's funny that you ask because like the main reason I picked up a guitar was because someone had asked me to do a gig. They heard my music and they wanted me to do a gig at a little coffee shop called Stellar Beans in Lake Charles. And uh, I just said yes to it, knowing that there was not going to be a piano there. So I picked, I loaned a guitar and I picked it up and I just practiced and practiced and practiced until I learned like just enough songs to fill a 40 minute set and some covers with a C and a G and an F. <laughs> but I mean, surely you'd been playing the guitar before, I mean, for a while, right? I mean, just never taken it, you just never considered it a main instrument or? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's that. And I never, I was never really good at it because most of my songs were just piano based and I just knew a few chords. I'd written a few songs on guitar before, but they were never, like, skilled guitar playing or anything. Well, I think you have a beautiful guitar style. I mean, it's a finger style, but it's... uh, And I'd see the piano with the complexity of of the subtlety of your chord choices, I think. Thank you. Probably coming from some of that, reaching for that piano history, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe it's just always wanting to add a little surprise right. to it like yeah. a, a funny chord progression without it being too far-fetched right that being said it's hard to that's set probably back. easier on the piano than the guitar maybe and i mean to come up with that sort of maybe unusual. it is but i felt i do feel like my songwriting became a little more like the chords i used started using less chords when i started playing the guitar uh, more often on during that trip in 2015 and um, I like that a lot and ever since I got that down since I got the basics down I've just been trying to find subtleties like yeah um, is this recording right now yeah uh-huh. like so I started listening to Bob Dylan a lot and what he does very often is like go from the from the one to the two and then go back to the one <laughs> So like um, um 
then at some point he goes okay why can i not figure this out right now anyway he so in a lot of songs he just lays uh like a second chord and then he goes back to don't think class it's all right anyway it's just a subtlety it could have been like a, a two minor but he goes right. to a two major right. and that to me i, lo- I love difference. to add that in in songs in subtle places yeah. or use that to go to a five or something i don't know it's the Nashville number system that right, right. It's in I, your head now. A little yeah. bit, yeah. yeah. The studio guys yeah. kind of taught me that. And, and now with with guitars, I know that on your uh, talking about guitars a little bit because this is James A. Willis reads Fretboard Journal and Fretboard, Fretboard Journal. Journal talks about guitars. Yeah. Um, so sorry but, I messed up that Bob Dylan song, fans. Like no, man. I know it in pretty, my head. I think I think it's I think it's I think you're cutting right through all your critics with every time you touch that thing. Um, if there are any, I mean, you know. But um, I know that on your first visit here to the studio, you left with uh, that Epiphone Master Built that I had over here, and you played that on the record, I think. I did. You're yeah. so weird. Now, A stranger walks into your room, and you just let her take off with your amp, Tyler amp and your Epiphone. Oh, that's epi- right. You left with the Tyler amp, too. I left amp with too. the amp and yeah. with the Epiphone yeah. Master Built. Well, you know, Judy, I always say that... It, anytime you do something for uh, an artist or a musician, you know, to help them out any way you can, whatever, anytime you do something for an artist or a musician, anybody in the creative world, you're just combing God's hair. You know, and everybody likes to have <laughs> their hair. That. I know. I've you, said it. And so then when you before. do something stupid, you know, God will cut you some slack because he's like, ah, you know, that's a guy that's always combing my hair. So, yeah, no, I, I think I, I yeah, I. I mean, I watched you play that guitar. I heard you play it through the amp, and it did sound crazy, because it there's something about it that just it it was a it is a nice little guitar. I'm sorry I don't have it to loan you right now because it got sold with a, a custom case. And that yeah, was that's what happens then. I know. Yeah, I can't. I don't know if they wanted the guitar or the case, but they were together, oh, so they so both they, left they really at the same time. Yeah. So. <laughs> And and then today you're playing this little crazy Washburn parlor guitar number four right yeah yeah that, that, <laughs> yeah that gets uh, that may actually get um, carved on I don't know let's <gasps> see I don't know maybe not I've done it I've done it to one of them I don't know if I will to that one or not well or paint I mean yeah like a paint would be awesome yeah you did yeah. one other one with a heart right yeah i did i did a i painted i've only painted paint with paint on i think one guitar and that was for elizabeth cook and you know usually usually i'll got you know I'll customize guitars but i don't paint on them usually you know but i mean you know elizabeth had you know when elizabeth cook asked me to do something i'm probably gonna do it whether i want to do it or not so <laughs> yeah, because I love Elizabeth Cook. She's cool. But so now, okay, so so what? This is something I was curious about. I want. I'm glad that this that we're talking guitars right now because I know that with me growing up, I know the kind of guitars that were you know that I saw. You know, I know the the the, the I know the guitars that my family, my uncles, and the people who were playing on the front porch, you know, wanted. And then I know the guitars that the you know the rock and roll guys. Did did you get that? did you have that same 
was that same sort of influence put on you? Are there any builders in uh, Utrecht or, you know, there are there any like really cool guitars that we don't know about that are being built by guys over there that something you really want? Or, or did you get the American, you know, I got to have like a, you know, a Gibson and I know you're, I know Gibson just turned you on to an instrument. Yeah, Gibson's yeah. been really sweet. Well, yeah. um, I think my influence has just made, turned me into a Gibson girl because yeah. all the music I love is American, so I wouldn't really look for Dutch instruments. I don't think they could match up. Um, and I I love the sound of uh, Gibson J45. I've, I I didn't know much about guitars, but I remembered just loving that sound over Old Martins, over yeah. Taylors, because they're just too bright for me. And every time I heard a Gibson J45, I noticed I started recognizing the sound of a J45 right. on like old recordings. And I was like, hey, listening to the Beatles, like, hey, when they right. played Here Comes the Sun, I, right. I was like, I, th- I think this sounds like my like my guitar because right. I have one now. Right, right. Um, so after that trip in Louisiana, it was actually funny because my laptop broke on that trip and I got some insurance money for that. And then I had like a thousand left in my savings account and I got 500 for the laptop. And I, I thought, screw it. I'm not going to yeah. buy a new laptop. I want that guitar. That's so funny, I had yeah. my last savings and I added that to the money I got from the insurance company. And with my last money, I went to the guitar store and I bought Wow. A J forty five. Wow. Did you go for a new guitar? Did you get a Yes. Yeah, yeah I did buy so a new guitar because I, I felt like let it age with you and grow with you. Yes. Yeah. Because it was my first real guitar, you know. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be great. And I also wanted to like make it old myself, know where all the scratches yeah. come from. Which is interesting because I don't know where all the scratches come from. You never know, they just appear. Yeah. The first like, one's what? the hardest. It's usually a little little nick. Right on the front or something, you know. I know. So, and I bought you know. a capo with the guitar, and it messed up the neck. But now I know, like, okay, that was the first thing. Yeah. <laughs> neck. yeah. Well, you've broken the ice. I did. Yeah. And now, like, it's it's shown some character. And uh, I like that because same with Oliver's guitar. Like, he has a, an old Gibson with a cutaway. Yeah. I don't know exactly what model that is, but that thing looks beat up, and I love it. So I'm just waiting for mine to be (laughs) as beat up as his. I know something. I just moved away from the mic. I know something about Oliver that you might not. And Oliver, he's kind of like a wizard. He's got this way. He'll he'll find a guitar that's like $8 in a, a junk shop. And, like, there was this little black parlor guitar over at his house, and... And every time I went over, I'd pick it up and play it. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a, the coolest guitar, you know. And, and, then, and he played it in the Wood Brothers video that we shot. And afterwards, he left it over here, you know. And I'm playing it. And and, and, and then when, when I asked him about it, he told me, he was like, yeah, I, don't know, I found that like in a pawn shop for like seven bucks or something. So No way. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's he's got a way of turning just about anything you put in his hands into something cool, you know, because... You know, he can just make it work, but it's... it's That's super... Yeah. It's funny because the house I'm staying at, you have to know I'm house-sitting for friends, also friends of Oliver Wood. It's right. a small town, you know? Nashville really is a small is. town. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm staying at uh, Scott Sachs's and Susie Brown's house. Right. 
and uh great musicians absolutely yeah. and scott found a guitar in the trash in someone's trash can i don't know if he was digging through it or if he yeah, just well, saw we, it yeah, no, <laughs> i don't know about yeah, his yeah. history or something yeah. but apparently he just found that guitar and like it's a little it, it's missing some parts in the back it's missing some wood right. layers but only a little bit well like and, the veneer has actually come off of yeah, it yeah it, it's come off a little bit but he he picked it up and he built an um uh, a pickup mm-hmm. inside of it and it sounds incredible it's yeah. a parlor guitar and it's like this wonderful little little gem yeah that someone thought was not worthy enough to keep yeah and yeah, I'm I, glad he took it out because I've been jamming that while while I've been staying at his I, house I, I think these washburns like the one that you're playing right now are sort of like sleepers you know because they're they're priced it they're they're so reasonably priced that that you almost think you shouldn't like it as much as you do but those things i've i've had many of those i did a job for washburn a few years ago and part of part of how they paid me was with with a batch of those guitars that's a <laughs> sole survivor right now all the other ones have left but um but yeah they they feel great they they feel sort of like if you if you you know you play the collings waterloo guitars they feel like they're built in a i know they're not but i mean i feel like they're built in a a similar way they've got this kind of like almost I, you don't want can to you see say it, it? You know, I don't <laughs> think you can say it there's a, there's a an affordable feeling aspect to it yeah in the way that it's put together and stuff you know it feels like, light like yeah. toy it does feel a little yeah a little bit like you could I like I, like you know if I was shooting a film and I needed to hit a cowboy with a guitar and have it smash away I would probably pick up but yeah sounds cool plays cool so yeah and so so now when you go back uh or or you we're going to be able to convince gibson to let you keep this this loaner that they did they loan you a j45 over here no i was surprised they didn't have a j45 i asked for a um loo because i like those two like the the gibson parlor Mm -hmm. um i honestly don't know what this is I didn't even ask. Yeah. That's how much of a guitar lover I am. I just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just picked it up and it sounded right. Um, it is a small body guitar. It doesn't have the same shape as a regular parlor guitar because it does have a little cutaway, but it's still a small body guitar. Um, it's just this really nice Gibson. Yeah. It's light. It's compact. Yeah. But um, it's really nice. Gibson Amsterdam. I was at their uh, office. They have they have this beautiful tower that looks over water and over Amsterdam. It's pretty special. It's called Amsterdam Tore, meaning Amsterdam Tower. It's very original. Um, but they invited me because they saw that I'd been playing a Gibson on yeah. my radio show, radio performances and TV performances, and they invited me over and uh, showed me around their beautiful lookout apartment type I don't know it's a beautiful space and then they said so you're going to Nashville for a bit hey maybe we can set you up with Gibson Amsterdam because they have an an office there and they have some guitars so I went over there and this wonderful lady called Heather Freeland just gave me a guitar she let me play every single one of them and it became that little small body guitar but I have to say it's not the same as that doesn't happen by the way Judy what everybody wants to pop into Gibson and get a guitar that doesn't happen. I mean, that, you get that's I don't know if you realize that or not. But well, maybe yeah, it's just an advantage. Well, yeah. you could say it like that, but 
it could also just be being from a smaller country. I'm pretty sure if I were born here, I would have not Ooh, p- some... picked up a guitar at Gibson Probably Nashville. Not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't know. Yeah, we just hear some more thunder. Hopefully, we don't get a repeat of uh, oh, no. episode, uh, episode A of, of this podcast. Because yeah. literally, you could like once I took I took my headphones off and I realized that you could not hear. No, I, mean, I couldn't hear. I was yeah. screaming into that thing. I, yeah, no, I don't. You weren't. Um, okay, yelling. Yeah, there you go. That might be better. I just need to hit some. Speaking of that thing, I need to hit some buttons here. How about this? No, I could. I should whistle or something right now. My stupid computer keeps going to sleep, and it gives me like instant paranoia that it's not that recording. That it stops. Yeah. yeah. So, and my phone keeps going to sleep too. So everything's sleepy around me. Winnie's sleeping. Winnie's sleeping. Yeah, but yeah. Now Winnie's stone, man. Look at her. Like I bet you she's seeing like multiple hands right now. When <laughs> How you doing, Winnie? That's Winnie the Schnauzer Snoodle Poodle. Um. So now, I we, episode uh, issue number thirty of Fretboard Journal was was one that you had. You had looked at, and you start to tell me that you have some connection to the uh, the milk carton kids. Kids, yeah. Well, that was the article that uh, that I liked the most in there, and I love the milk carton kids. Like, it's so specific the stuff they do, and uh, the way they sing together. I know we were just singing a Simon and Garfunkel song back there. Right. She uh, did say we. We did. Yeah. Yes. Nobody James would believe sang that. with me. Um, but they are kind of similar, but in their own way. And I think that's intriguing, intriguing because we were just talking about harmonies, how they go all over the place. And sometimes it's right and sometimes it's just totally not. Or yeah. like the register is wrong to sing along for a guy. And a, right. I don't know. Whatever they do, it's incredible. They make it work. They make it work. They just released a new record that y'all should check out because it's phenomenal yeah i love everything they do but um i was reading an article about them in fretboard journal and it's funny because i I never really realized that i think it's ryan i hope i'm remembering correctly that also plays a j45 and had the exact same thing as i had when i picked it up for the first time um it was actually my drummer who also toured with an American musician whenever she was in Europe. And that American musician, her name was Patricia Vaughn. I think she's from Texas. She gave him a guitar, a J45, for her to play whenever she was over there. She came every year. And in the meantime, he could do with it whatever he wanted. So he loaned it to me for my first club tour for those two songs I had at the time. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> um, and I played that, and every time I picked it up, I was like, wow, well, this is a guitar, and this is how I want it to sound. Huh. And that's about the time when I started recognizing it in other people's songs, and I yeah. just, re- I didn't have money at the time, but I, I knew well, I it wanted it. Well, it made its way to you. It did. Yeah. It eventually did. And now, look at me. I get to pick up guitars at Gibson All right. in Nashville. Boom. I knew you win. Dreams come true. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So when you got so I don't know, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Jason over at Fretboard Journal, and I think I think we I think we need to try to get you a subscription to to Fretboard Journal so you can keep track of all the all the the, the you know the the American uh, guitar. That would be awesome. Stuff, I so, yeah. I saw some really cool advertising for guitars and for callings and something yeah. called something frog. It was something with a frog. 
uh, uh, Froggy Bottom. Yeah, Froggy yeah, Bottom. Be, yeah, these are very. Yeah, you're gonna. You, it might be dangerous for you to have it because, you know, Fretboard Journal talks about. You know, talks about like. It's a pretty broad brush that they paint with, but. But it's always just like these lush guitars, and you look at it. I mean, it's like, oh my god! Yeah, the pictures are so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's like I look at it three or four times, then I read it, then I look at it three or four times, then I read a little more. But mostly, it's just like, wow! So, 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 and it's so you know, you just don't see that anymore. You know, when I was a kid growing up, you know, there used to always be 500 guitar magazines and, you know, or 500 music magazines and... Yeah, you know, no. there are only yeah. a few in the Netherlands. Yeah, I think we still we do have Mojo Magazine over there. Yeah, but not Fretboard yeah. Journal. Yeah, and we have a our own like a Dutch publication called Music Maker. Right, <laughs> that's a that's kind of that was named by the same guy that named the Amsterdam Tower. Yeah, no. I think so. Yeah, that must yeah. have been it. Yeah. So original. Pretty straightforward. Yeah, we need a magazine for musicians. <laughs> what are we gonna call it? Hmm. How about? Music maker. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's the way it happened. Yeah, that's the way it happened. Well, the creative uh, over there. I know. Yeah, but well, you know they actually are, and actually I want to get over there so bad. You know. Well, I you mean, need to get your passport fixed if I you know. want to go I over there. I gotta get a driver's <laughs> license before I can get a passport. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody knows more about me than they need to, <laughs> especially. Yes. Yeah, Warning: you know, cops do not listen <laughs> yeah, to this. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm joking. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but anyway, what I you know we've uh, we've got a, a Fourth of July party to go to today. I'm fixing to take you, Monica, and I, the word girl back there in the back, who's running machinery and stuff. I think I keep hearing some things going on back there. She's forgotten about us up here in the studio suite. Um, but and you're bringing me. I know we're going to go out to this party. I don't know. Do you do you have a song that you like to bust off for us to? To say yeah. goodbye, and and I'm just gonna let you play it out, and so I'm just gonna tell everybody, you know, uh, thank you, Judy. If you want to find out about Judy Blank, you can find her online at Instagram. Oh, Instagram, <laughs> no, Judy Blank Music. You can, yeah. yeah, you can also find me at JudyBlank.com. Yep, and JudyBlank.com, and you guys, please, I don't ask for much, but we all give her a listen because. You're gonna be blown away. She's really special, and uh, and she's gonna be a huge, huge star. And you heard it here on James A. Willis Reads Fretboard Journal. So thanks again to everybody. Thanks for Tyler Amps, uh, you know, for bringing us together in a way. Because I yes. know you've got one of those. So uh, you know, it's that the Tyler. I suppose. And thanks Epiphone for making a guitar that you wanted to borrow because you had to come back. I did. Yeah, I had to, to come bring back. him back. So good I things happen. I think that's too. the amp that you borrowed. It's oh, yeah. made it way back. It's circled around. I think you had that amp. Bure had that amp. Sam Lewis had that amp. Sam Lewis Smoky. talked about that. Yeah, Sam's got one too now. They're really they're. Re- they, I mean, they're great. Listen, they're crazy. Everyone, yeah. I've I, because I have one in the Netherlands right now. They yeah. shipped one to the Netherlands for yeah. me, and every guitar player that I show that amp goes crazy over it. Yeah, it's just the best thing you'll well, ever hear. Well, it's good stuff, and and thanks again, Tyler, for paying for Judy's Uber. Thank you. Right over here. Thanks. And 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 so now, so so everybody, tune in. Uh, this is a uh, you know you're listening to this now, so I don't need to tell you when it's going to be live because you're listening to it now. So you figured that out, I guess. <laughs> 
But um, so Judy's going to play a, a tune for us uh, to sign off, and I'll see you guys again in a couple of weeks. All, All right. right, sweet people. This is a song called Tangled Up in You, and I'm just going to play it because we're, we were just talking about Bob Dylan, how he's a huge influence, and this is kind of my ode to him with my own story. Um, it's out on Spotify. It's a scoop of the album. Oh. It's hard to miss the faded stains upon your cheek I try to read between the lies you're telling me At least you keep away the monsters in my sleep Thank you.